Welcome to Stardust Stereo. This is Parker McFinney. I'm your host. Today we're going to speak about the winter solstice for 2023. This will cover the next three months. The sun entered the sign of Capricorn at zero degrees on December 21st at 7.27 p.m. on the west coast. It was 10.27 on the east coast. If you live elsewhere, you will have to do the math. This particular astrological chart shows us world events for the next three months. And how it works is you can freeze the chart and put it in your personal birth chart around the wheel to get a glimpse on where you will have an opportunity to make changes and where you need to be on the lookout for possible delays because we are in a Mercury retrograde period when this ingress of the Sun in Capricorn occurred. It is basically a frozen moment of the transits in the sky and what aspects they make to your personal planets, but we extend it until the next ingress of the sun in the season of spring in the northern hemisphere that is. So the spring equinox will occur in three months and then this particular chart will no longer be used. Even though you will be able to see events as they transpire, especially eclipses in the year of 2024 as they activate this winter solstice chart. So it's not that the chart is not valid anytime after the three months, but the primary three months is when we use it. I look at the ingress chart using the natural wheel, meaning that on the nine o'clock dial, also known as the ascendant or the rising sign, I would have zero degrees Aries and then place all the planets in the chart accordingly. And this particular ingress of the sun into Capricorn will always have the sun at the top of the chart in the 10th house when we use that natural wheel. The 10th house deals with our standing in the community, our mission in life. It represents the father in the birth chart. And in this particular chart that I am analyzing for you, the sun at the top would represent the president of whatever country that you live in. Next to the sun is Mercury at one degrees retrograde Capricorn. So highlighted for the next three months, especially in the United States of America, is our president and our vice president because Mercury represents the vice president and how closely they are linked. There is a lovely trine happening to that Sun-Mercury conjunction from the Moon. The Moon was at 
0 degrees 21 minutes arc of Taurus right as the winter solstice occurred. It is just short of 5 degrees conjunction to Jupiter in the sky in Taurus, which is also retrograde. Translating this into layman's terms, it puts the focus on our economy. It puts the focus on monetary issues because Taurus does deal with monetary issues. It deals with the fertilization of the crops and also the growth area. The moon in a mundane chart represents the public and its mood. So the people are thinking about monetary issues. I expect from this particular chart that it is going to be several months, probably all the way into May, before the public truly feels like we are going in a forward motion economically. But the forecast does look fairly positive. I use my words cautiously. There is also a fabulous sextile from the moon to Saturn in this particular chart. That is an applying sextile, and it is two degrees from exactitude. So it might be a couple of months before the stabilization of prosperity raises its head. Saturn is really important in this chart because Saturn is the depositor of the Sun, Mercury, and Pluto. Let me explain that a little bit for those that are not astrological savvy. The Sun, Mercury, and Pluto are in Capricorn. Saturn rules Capricorn. So we look to the placement of Saturn in the chart to get even more information on the coloring and the energy involved in the next few months. And since Saturn is in Pisces, making this beautiful relationship with both the Sun and the Moon, Mercury and Jupiter, this foretells a positive element coming, a stabilization element coming to us and to the world in some degree. So in the long range, we could have some hope that these wars that are going on might cease to be. But I want to look a little bit deeper from that perspective. Mars in the chart, which rules military action and defense, is in Sagittarius, and it's in the ninth house. And this Mars is in an exact inconjunct to Uranus. So I do not believe that they will be immediately ceasing, but certainly there is the potential that they will de-escalate. And the main reason is going to be that it's not favorable financially for everybody. And I do use that word everybody in a very raised eyebrow because for some people, war is quite profitable, and it motivates them to keep it going. As sad as that is, that is actually a truth. Mars in 
Sagittarius is also in a square, a 90 degree angle, to Neptune in this particular chart, and Neptune is in the 12th house. And this tells me that there will be some misuse behind the scenes, possibly connected to monetary issues, because we have that Jupiter being the depositor of Mars, because Mars and Sagittarius, we look at that, then we say, oh, well, what planet rules Sagittarius? Jupiter. Well, where's Jupiter? Jupiter's in Taurus. So as we are forming our sentence, we can see possible corruption or misuse, miscalculation of monetary, military efforts. And right now they're hidden because Neptune is in the 12th house, but they will be discovered. And especially as Mars moves into the sign of Capricorn, and as it moves to conjunct that sun and that Mercury that's retrograde, the magnifying glass will come out. But what does that mean for you and me? So on a personal level, when Mars is square, Neptune. Whatever house Mars and Neptune are in, both when you were born and also right now from these transiting planets, has to be looked at. It will give a heads up that you need to be very aware of not deceiving yourself or putting on rose-colored glasses with any actions that you have. Truly having the courage to look at any issues in your life straight on and making decisions that are, yes, optimistic, but also have a flavor of realism laced through them. Mars square Neptune is also very much a compassionate placement. And as the world has responded with full throttle compassion for the displaced of both wars that are going on, we have an opportunity to truly look at our values and what it is that we wish to put out into the world. Do we want more war or do we want peace? And if we truly want peace, all of our actions have to be toward that particular objective. Any talk otherwise is just sheer cotton candy. And we know what cotton candy does to your teeth. It rots. And if you don't have teeth, you will have to get dentures, and that is no fun. So the better passage to take might be for our politicians, and then also personally, for us to look in the mirror, tell the truth, and behave accordingly in ways that will bring peaceful resolutions to conflicts in our life so that we can have peace in our life. Because anybody who's in a conflict is not vibrating from a peaceful place. Unless they just like to argue. And some people do. So we need to be on the lookout for corruption in war matters masked as compassion. And then also in our own personal life. How are we compassionate? Are our motives really altruistic? How can we cleanse them to become more truly altruistic? The other area that Mars in Sagittarius deals with is universities. And we did just see in the news scrutiny over 
words and free speech with in the America, in the United States of America, with some of the presidents of the top leading universities. I feel in some ways this war on words is not going to go away. And it's interlaced with funding. Do as I say, and then I will give you money. Don't do as I say, and I won't give you money. Sometimes this is a valid perspective. Sometimes it's just blackmail to get your way. Or it's bribery. Or it's, in the worst use, it is dangling the carrot to get your way. What has to happen is a change of heart. A person can change their words, but if their heart is still feeling animosity, nothing has been achieved, and nobody seems to be looking at that. But I am hopeful, because Mercury, which rules words written and spoken in this particular chart, even though it's retrograde, is in some fantastic relationships with both Venus and Jupiter and Saturn and also with the nodes, which are not planets, which are points in the chart. So there is a particular hope that in the long haul, as we review what comes out of our mouth, what goes in our head, out of our mouth, why we feel the way we do, on examination, we can then craft, how can I express myself in a manner that it's still I'm able to elicit my personal opinion without causing harm to others? What sophistication can I bring to the words that I utter so that they could be heard by others, but at the same time, they are filtering through my own heart, blood system, etc., going through my entire being so that what comes out of my mouth is positive in a way that I can be heard and not hurt. Now Pluto in this particular chart is in the last degree of Capricorn and in January it will be going back into Aquarius which it did last March. That's going to be very interesting and I will be discussing that later but as we're in the last throes of Capricorn of Pluto and Capricorn in this ingress of the sun in Capricorn, you can rest assured that the old guard is still hanging very tightly on to the reins and not thinking about retirement, even though they should. But the desire of the next generation to have a younger person leading or younger people leading in Congress and in important places within government is not going to go away. It can be pushed underground. It can be eliminated from social media, but you cannot put duct tape over every single person's mouth. And people will vote accordingly. And speaking of voting, which is coming up, in November of 2024 in America, I had this thought that wouldn't it just be hilarious to me anyway, if Donald Trump and also President Biden 
both ended up not running. Well, that would just put a fire in the fire for sure. We will just have to wait and see what the future of our presidential primaries looks like right now is pretty crazy. And the other thing that is sort of crazy is this idea of digital monetary matters. And in this particular chart, Venus is in Scorpio at 20 degrees, just past an opposition of Uranus at 19 degrees, and Uranus is retrograde. So I believe that the digital currency idea that's been floating about is going to go a little bit on the back burner. What is going to be in the forefront is savings and loans, banking issues in general, and how much cybersecurity we really have, and what level it needs to be at if this dream of having only digital currency manifest in the future. It's a little bit, in my mind's eye, like the electric car fantasy. Yes, electric cars have a great thing, and I think Tesla is fabulous for so many people, and I'm actually a fan of Elon Musk. I think he's a really interesting human being. I don't agree with everything he says. I may do an analysis of his chart one day, but I think he is forward-thinking, and we do need some forward-thinking. But what is not forward-thinking is all the stations to charge the electric cars that we need in order to make this transition from gasoline to electricity. And in California, when we have wildfires and the whole grid shuts down, can you imagine calling your boss? Oh, I'm sorry, I can't get to work because like, I can't charge my car. None of that is thought about. Just the words that are put out that, oh, by you know, 2035, we're only gonna have electric cars. Well, I think by 2035, we might even think about having solar energy. I think that's far more fascinating and interesting in the states that get a lot of sunshine for how we charge batteries in cars or manifest vehicles using the energy from the sun. But of course, that's not especially popular because you cannot squeeze money from the sun as people do like to do, can I make a profit? Is there an area where capitalism can take off in this new invention? We have to figure out for the future how we can go forward and also while going forward, have some compassion because Saturn is after all in Pisces and that does rule strong compassion, and Neptune is also in Pisces. So how can we up our compassion for these huge obstacles that we face as an entire world, but not have the dollar be the final say in everything that transpires to go forward? The other thing that's going to be scrutinized more are the sudden deaths of young people. That is represented by the Venus opposite Uranus and also by the Mars square Neptune. 
it will be looked at. It's still under the covers. One of the main questions you can ask yourself is, how am I compassionate to myself and to others? How am I saving for my dreams that I have in the future? What ways can I learn to reflect on the last year to make sure that 2024 carves a different sculpture for me? And what kind of sculpture do I want to put on my mantle? What is my totem? What allows me to get up in the morning and sing hallelujah, thank you for another day on this crazy planet? These are the questions in the quiet moments as you meditate, as we enter into this solstice season that you can ask yourself. I'm Parker McVinney. This is Stardust Stereo. I'd like to thank you for listening. I'd like to thank my patrons. You know who you are. If you'd like to become a patron, you can do so at patreon.com slash parkermcp. There are several levels of sponsorship, all extremely affordable. And if you do become a patron, you'll get these podcasts right off the mic. And I would like to wish you a very Merry Christmas and a fabulous New Year. And I want to remind you, you are made of stardust. So go shine.